Hello, welcome to another episode of the Spur to 2016 podcast in the direct aftermath of Northern Ireland nil, Switzerland nil in the first game back at Windsor Park in front of, well, not quite a full set of fans, but certainly a majority. My name's Andy Bell. I'm joined by Ben Harshaw and I'm joined by Craig Hannon. And, and Ben, I'll come to you first. It was, it, It's weird because it's a bit like the Holland result in 2019 where we draw nil-nil at home. It's a really good result. It's a top European nation, but the context of the qualifying kind of makes it a little bit more disappointing than what it should be. It should be a real cause for celebration tonight and certainly the performance, which was really encouraging. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at the positives. I mean, I, I can't fault a single one and I can't fault the manager tonight, which is rare for me, I must admit. Um, but, you know, he's really like, I, I'm hoping that he's turned the corner coming from tonight. Um, I think, as I said, when I was on the podcast after the Stony game, I think qualification went um, when we drew 0-0 at home to Bulgaria. And I think even had we won this one tonight, I don't think I was going into this. I was looking to build for the future. And I think we've definitely done that. So, you know, I'm happy. We are building for the future, Craig. The the team that plays tonight has mentioned in the build-up that seven of the 11 that start, Ian Barclough managed them for, for the under-21s. I think seven of them are are 24 and younger. And they, we didn't look the second best in, in any aspect of this game tonight. First half were really good. We're putting pressure on them. Lavery's getting in behind four, five, six times. And I thought he was brilliant all night, but we'll come on to talk about that. And when we needed to, our, our shape was really good. The tactics were really good positionally. You know, there were guys there playing well above their ages. And it's just, you know, whatever happens for the rest of that, the rest of this campaign, whether qualification is indeed done or not, it's it's so much encouragement going into the Nations League and then qualification for Euro 2024, which in theory should be more easy to qualify for. Yeah, definitely. I think that's I think that's where the sort of overwhelming positivity comes out of because um, you know, like you mentioned earlier, I think the context of it makes the the Bulgaria game so frustrating and it makes the the fact that Switzerland got a draw on that Jorginho penalty mm-hmm. um against Italy um, it makes that even that sort of is the, the thing that rankles with me but um in terms of the performance tonight I thought you know we shouldn't be anything but positive I thought there was just so much all around the pitch in terms of it being a real glimpse into the future um you know that the, some of the players that we got missing there likes of Dallas likes of Evans um, and 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 so you know you just see Ballard step in there and be brilliant again. He obviously got the goal the other uh, the other game, and 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 I thought he I thought he was a real sort of colossus at the back. Um, I thought they all were to be honest, and obviously Cathcart's in there and he's the old head there. But all three of them at the back were brilliant, and and just for a man all over the pitch, I thought sort of I mean Shane Lavery, I know you're going to go on to him, but what an outlet he is now. I almost felt like. And I'm 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 glad he doesn't take that chance. But I I almost felt like, you know, for the first time watching the Northern Ireland team in in what felt like years, there was a real sort of purpose about what was going on at the top end of the pitch. I really liked the two of them, Washington and 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 Lavery together. But um, like you say, that there's massive positives all over the pitch in terms of the youthful youthfulness, in terms of the average age, the penalty as well, the save um, from um, from the goalkeeper as well. Yeah, it's 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 a strange thing after a little draw at home um, that you really sort of do need to win to, to qualify, but still we feel as positive. Massively, massively agree with everything there. And and Ben, I'm just sort of thinking about the the spine going forward. I mentioned the the seven eight, eleven having been under twenty four and playing for Ian Barraclough, but you need that spine through the middle for a for a good team. For Euro twenty sixteen, we'll have it with McGovern playing, you know, well above his level. You've Steve Davis, you've Kyle Lafferty, who, who's you know, firing goals at what seven or eight he got in that qualification campaign. And for this team going forward, you're looking at, at Peacock Farrell, who, who makes a save again tonight. We'll come on to talk about him. In fact, we'll come on to talk about all of these, but I want to talk about the collective of, of Ballard, McCann through the middle, and, and then Shane Lavery up top. They're probably, if not the four, they're certainly four of the most exciting players we have coming through. And they're players you can play for Northern Ireland for 10 years. And I guess, you know, at times we've all had our doubts about Barraclough and being too conservative in, in certain aspects. And and maybe not lacking a little bit of experience in others. But one thing he has done is he's, he's made these players into full international. He's made these players into guys we can hang our hats on for the rest of this campaign, but also going forward. And, and that's so encouraging, regardless of, of who's the manager or, or who's playing around them. Yeah, and, and the, th- the thing was that, you know, they went out there with a plan. Their shape was good all night. Yeah. You know, where, where in other games, and, you know, that I'm talking their shape being good, and we're talking without Johnny Evans there, you know, without Stuart Dallas to organise. And, you know, we've had, our, we've had our doubts about the likes of Cathcart 
you know, but the other two beside him were good, were brilliant, were absolutely brilliant. But I mean, you have to you have to give him some credit there. I know you won't like this, Sandy, but you have to give him some credit there. You know, he's organized, he's marshaled those two. I'll give you it. He was good. Um, didn't make the man of the match, but no, no. Well, the man of the match is Shane Lavery, without a doubt. But uh, as you say, we'll get on to that. Um, but you know, and you, you, as you say, you've, you've ten years of football and Lavery and Ali McCann, who again doesn't put a foot wrong, doesn't look out of place whatsoever. Um, Keir, uh, Kieran Brown, who hasn't played a minute for his club, has just played ninety minutes, you know, today and on Sunday. Um, and again, he was out in his feet at the end. But again, he looks like he's been playing international football for for five six years. You know. He, it's it's just positive. It's encouraging, um, and and the work rate, the the organisation, you know, and that's all you look to me. To me, and this is probably a big statement, but that was that looked like a Michael Neal organised team out there tonight. Did, yeah, absolutely. It did, Craig. The, the shape really, really impressed me. There, there's two really impressive elements to this game. It's the shape and the the counter attacking. And I do want to come on to talk about the the two strikers and the general selection that he's kind of been forced into, but he absolutely has to stick with now. He's shown that 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 there's no need for a, a McGuinness or a Boyce or a or a Lafferty. You don't need it to hold the ball up. You don't need it to give yourself an outlet. But I want to first focus on the shape because, as as Ben said, there were, there were so many players out there, so many senior players out, and I was just so impressed with the likes of Ali McCann. I think's really gone under the radar in this game. It's the amount of times he broke the play up and just found the right pass, and a couple of times he's he's kind of at the front post for those corners, the defensive corners, and and just gets a header on them and and looked looked like Steve Davis in, in in basically every aspect. And I thought he was great. And I thought Thompson had a had a really mature game without doing anything spectacular. He had a really kind of mature performance, looked after the ball well, and so many players just came of age tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Um Ali McCann looks an absolute gem. Um mm-hmm. and I think you can sort of see from the reaction of him, um, you know, getting his move to England where, you know, Scotland are, are a bit sort of, you know, they're flabbergasted at the idea that he goes at a million pound or whatever it was, 1.2 million, because, I mean, he's, he's certainly a footballer that's double that and, and if not triple that in, in terms of his value. And every game he plays for Norland, that'll increase. But I thought he was great tonight. Um, and and like you say, it is like a bit of a Davis light. You don't want to put that on his, on his shoulders, do you really? But I think there's loads to build on for him. And uh, and and he'll gain that confidence. And I thought Jordan Thompson did a decent job. I I, I like him. I, I like him as a footballer. I think we said this the last time um, we were on the podcast. And um, I, I, you know, I think you're right. I think the I think the shape. I think the the formation we play. I really like the three at the back. Um, it did. It, it felt like a real sort of Michael O'Neill performance, as, as Ben mentioned there. And um, you know, you think back to the the Switzerland game a few years ago. It was it. You know, it was almost a sort of carbon copy of that game. It's just that they get the penalty and score at that time, and this time, uh, Peacock Farrell makes a save. And I think that's, I think the the thing I look at when I look at that um, team in the pitch, and I look along the the sort of not just the starting eleven, the, the players that come on it. You know, I know we'll get on the likes likes of Connor Bradley and so on, but just the age of these players is 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 brilliant for Northern Ireland because sort of three years ago, I remember looking at the the squad and thinking like, where is the you know who's the next Davis? Who's the next Johnny Evans? You know who who are the who are the players that are going to come through next? And there was all the you know, end suddenly... of an era chat, wasn't there? But I feel like it doesn't necessarily have to be. There was chat about it in 2016. There was chat about it after Switzerland in the playoff, and there was chat about it um, after Slovakia as well. I mean, the media are desperate for that narrative, but I'm just not sure it's necessarily true. No, I think I think we probably need. We probably need more Premier League footballers, but you can see, you can see, you can now see the route for Ali McCann towards Premier League football. I know that's very early to say in terms of he's just moved to, um, is it Preston? I Preston, think it's Preston yeah. he's moved to, but you can sort of see a route where he's he's so young and he's you know he's he's bossed it in the Europa League for St Johnston and um, and he's got his move. You can see the route for him. You know Daniel Ballard. Um, is is of Arsenal, but out and loan, and again, you know, you, you can see where his sort of route is. There's there's footballers here that can that can you know take the mantle of of, of Stephen Davis and, and Johnny Evans, and you know maybe not just at those levels because you know fuck me, those two are gonna and those those two will leave um, Northern Ireland legends. It's just that I think it's just that that positivity that we can now find and the fact that we can see where these footballers sort of are propping up next and and and, and we should be that excited about that. There's so many of these footballers coming through as well here who are technically brilliant, which is a thing we don't really associate with Northern Ireland, kind of the culture around Northern Irish football, right the way from amateur level 
right the way up to the national team is even as recently as like Laurie Sanchez and Worthington has been boot the life out of the opponent and try and terrify them and make it dead hostile. Um, and, you know, we, I do feel we have a, a natural tendency towards the physicality and the aggression side, which don't get me wrong. It's dead important. But when you come up against a, a fantastic team, like we came up against tonight, like we've come up against in recent years and competed against them, you need that technical ability. You need to be able to look after the ball because you, you those kind of old, old school tactics don't really work with, with those teams. You might get the old win in, in 20 or 30, but, but generally you need to be technically brilliant. And Ben Craig mentions there, Daniel Ballard and, and talks about a pathway for him to the Premier League. And for me, I was just watching him tonight and, and he looks every inch a, a premiership footballer. He's an absolute leader in that back line. And this is a guy who's what, 21. He's only one season of senior football in him because he got a really bad injury when he initially went out on loan. He was moved over to the left side in Lithuania which was his unfavoured side, uh, so to speak, and did a brilliant job, especially with Jamal Lewis uh, bounding on down the, down the left-hand side, going on his little adventures like he likes to do. And then tonight he's back on the right-hand side and he's being moved here, there and everywhere to accommodate players. And it's just mad because only a year ago we, we hadn't heard of this guy. It was a shock that he started that Romania game. And now we're shifting him about to accommodate, you know, a Kieran Brown coming in and, and playing in the position he likes to play in because Daniel Ballard can play everywhere. And I say, he, he is such a leader. There was a point in the first half where um, he knocks Seferovic to the ground or Seferovic maybe fouls him. I can't remember what it is. And Ballard gets up to kind of do him in. Like, he's really, really angry. And Seferovic is offering the hand as if, no, 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 I, I don't fancy this. I, and I just love that. And, you know, attacking corners, defensive corners, you can see him organising. And he, that guy could be a future captain for us. He's superb and, you know, he's growing each and every game and the fact that, you know, he had that spell in League One last season, now he's playing in the Championship, you know, he's progressing, he's progressing, but he's progressing on that shirt now where, where you wouldn't say, oh, you know, when you put him in at the start, of course, you're thinking, oh, he's young, he's raw, you know, there's there's a mistake, you're taking a bit of a risk putting him in. See, now you don't feel like you do, you feel like he's natural to play there, you know, yeah. and, you know, if we didn't have a player like him, you certainly would be missing Johnny Evans a lot more. Don't get me wrong, we miss Johnny Evans. We take him every day of the week. But, you know, it, it's just, it's wonderful. And he's a player that is going to improve. And yeah, you're right. He could be a could be a natural captain. And see, Craig was talking there about McCann. And I think everything he said about McCann is 100%. But I think one of the best things about us finding McCann now is that it's give other players room to breathe. Because a year ago, all you were hearing about was Galbraith, Galbraith, Galbraith. Mm-hmm. See, now, Galbraith maybe wasn't just ready. Now, Galbraith has a chance to go back to the under 21s. There's less pressure on him, but he has to be thrown in there, mm-hmm. you know, because you've, you've, you've got a player now that can play, let him do his thing, and, and he will come good, you know. So it's it's just the depth. And as you say, the, 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 technical, the technical ability of our players is improving. And I think that will improve now. I'm not talking right now, but the setup, even in the local game, is improving with the club NI stuff. With Lauren, I think, have a professional academy now. Linfield have just announced a professional academy you know okay you're not going to see these players next week or whatever but you know it's it's all good for the game in the future and the more that they're they're, they're doing things you know with a ball at their feet their technical ability will improve and that's why more players are going to England yeah Craig I tweeted out um around half time when Ballard was playing really well basically what I just said there about him, him looking every inch of premiership footballer and I had, had two sets of, well I had three sets of replies I had Northern Ireland fans just saying how good he was and always going to get that I had Millwall fans saying we know he is a premiership <laughs> footballer and we're so lucky to have him for just this season or if they go up he might he might go back there again and then at Arsenal fans my reply saying he's our best centre half we need to recall him now, that <laughs> might be a, a bit too far for now but it, it just shows that you know this this guy is he's come from nowhere it's it's such a meteoric rise and any weaknesses I thought he had in his game like maybe when he first came in he looked a little bit slow or he always has this like mad purple face like me <laughs> 10 minutes into a 10k run you know what I mean and you just think he's he's unfit but he's absolutely not he's he's, he's got the recovery pace he's he's front foot but he's not he's not naive if you know what I mean and it's he just looks like such a leader and I think you've got your natural Johnny Evans replacement there. I don't know if that's too hyperbolic to say, but that's the way I see it. No, I no, I think you're right. I, I think that he he he's, he's seemingly the sort of the, the the shining light of those that have have come through and uh, are coming through as centre back. And um, I I think he, he's one of those footballers. He looks eel house. 
doesn't he? He looks yeah. like a, he looks like you could play him on a on a Saturday morning, um, you know, somewhere in Northern Ireland. But um, you know, that's that's you know, that's being very very harsh on on his on his ability on the ball and 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 on the turf and. Um, no, I really like him, and, and I think um, one of you mentioned earlier just the idea of his confidence growing. Hundred um, percent. I think you've seen that in every game that he's played. We could see in his sort of first, uh, his first couple of appearances where um, you know there was definitely a player in there, but it was going to take him a little t- bit of time. There's going to have to be that progression, and I think um, I think he's a right in terms of you know that progression. That you can see where he, he he plays League One and he, and he and he gets a really good season under his belt. He's making his Northern Ireland debut at the same time. He's getting games for us as well. Um and now we're seeing him step up. Now we're seeing the benefit of, of the season in League One. We're seeing the benefit of him playing in, in the championship and 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 hopefully we see that that progression continuing. Um you know that he's he's one of the sort of the, the perfect examples of footballers where um, you can see where the play international football for us at the same time is as developing in the in, in the lower leagues in England and sort of going through at the same time can really benefit him and I'm excited about him. Yeah, I can't believe Craig Hammond's got got Dan Ballard putting the nets up in in Molusk, uh, this Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he looks like so many footballers I played in the in the Saturday morning league. That, he I just know. looks like the, those so footballers you wouldn't go near in, if you didn't fancy have me it. in his pocket. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'll stick with you, Craig, because I want to I want to chat about Shane Lavery because I just love him. I love everything about him. I love the way he plays, and he's another one. That, there's so many players we're talking about here where you know we, we were. Uh, I remember we were we did a podcast for the first time on on Northern Ireland Craig after this the Slovakia game and we we're talking about as you say who is the next Steve Davis there's no obvious players coming through we we're kind of excited about Galbraith but Galbraith's kind of been pushed back and as Ben says and given his time to develop and his time will come but Shane Lavery's another one of these players who literally only last year was playing for for Linfield I think two years ago now Ben you you correct me if I'm wrong because I know you're a Linfield supporter but two years ago he has that that mad run in Europe where he scores the goals against Carabag but for the rest of that season I don't think he's entirely prolific and he no, really, he's far from it yeah he really had to find his feet that year and then massively kicked on the next year and got his move back over but He's he's made a move from the Irish League to the to the Championship, Craig, and that's a that's a jump we haven't really seen. The likes of Dallas and the likes of White and, and many others, Cooper, all went to League One and then had to to work their way up. Whereas as Lavery's gone straight there and made a huge impact, and you can see exactly why. I mean, there's eight or nine times tonight where he's making Akanji and Elvedi, who, by the way, I watched against Italy, and Lavery gave him a hell of a gave the two of them a hell of a lot more of a ride than. Chiro Mobile, Lorenzo Insigne and Berardi did. And that just speaks volumes for the, the quality of player he is. And the, the, the pace in behind, it's it's so reductive to, in a way to talk about him, but it's t- absolutely terrifies the life out of him. He's so nippy. He wins fouls, he wins corners. He just makes things dead uncomfortable. And uh, he's your striker for, he's your striker problem solved as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he's a real, pe- <laughs> he's a real pain in the arse, isn't he, for them? <laughs> like, uh, he's a pest. He's one of those footballers you just hate to play against because he's just endless. Uh, and I think we saw that tonight. Like that's a Kanji. That's you know that's a Borussia Dortmund centre back, uh, and he's dragging him everywhere. And um, I think I think it just felt like such a contrast from what we've had to endure at times over the past two years with the likes of McGuinness up top. And look, I'm you know I, I wouldn't say I'm McGuinness's biggest fan ever, but I think at times there's a there there is a use for him, and there's a reason why we have him up there, but. I think a lot of the time, the reason has been that there just hasn't been an alternative. There hasn't been a, a tangible sort of, um, you know, footballer that you can look to and say, right, he's going to, you know, look, goals are going to be our problem here. Uh, and 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 they have been for such a long time. But at least with, with Laverty, you can see this, you can see this um, sort of... Um, this busyness about him, can't you? And, and 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 like I said, sort of dragging him here, then everywhere. And I just, I'd have loved him to got that chance. I'd loved him to got that goal. And I'm delighted he did last week because I think that's sort of, you know, that's something off his shoulders. That's a, a bit of a weight off his shoulders. But um, I just, it, it just feels night and day from what we've had to watch over the past couple of years. And um, and and as he grows with Blackpool as well, like I think he's got sort of four and seven uh, in his start there, and that's a brilliant start. But they love him we'll as well. See What's that? Sorry, they love him. The supporters love him. The manager yeah. loves him. And 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 we've seen why. We've seen why they've. They, you know they will love him. And um, hopefully he can continue to build on that going into the next the next international break because obviously his confidence is high at the moment. Um, and and hopefully can build through the through the season. But 
Um, what an outlet he looks. And and if he can add goals to that, I mean, he's only 21, isn't he? 22. Yeah, 21, 22. So yeah. he's, he's a really young footballer and he's got a bright a bright, bright future ahead of him and uh, and hopefully loads of goals for Northern Ireland. Ben, I feel like we forget that he's he's only 22 because he's he's somebody that we've known for a few years, was over at Everton's Academy, and we, we always have high hopes for the players who go over there early in their careers, like likes of Galbraith and, and players like that. And then he had to come back to the Irish League, which is a, a move that not many people really make. You see these players like tumble down the lower leagues in England, but he comes back to the Irish League, uh, you know, plays for Linfield. And I mean, you've seen him over the, the last couple of years playing regularly for Linfield and what's kind of been the, the trajectory for him to me from the outside looking in as somebody who didn't watch an awful lot of games he looked a little bit just rough around the edges but you knew there was talent there in that first year and in the second year I mean he at what 20 years of age he cleaned up all those awards was like the first player to win the quadruple of awards was it Ulster young player of the year uh, he uh, yeah, he won everything. The Players' Player of the Year, uh, Football Writers, everything like that. At, at 21, you have to be damn special, even in the Irish League. And, and people will, there is a debate around the, the quality. And, and some people, you know, people who don't really watch it very often will will denigrate the quality of it. But for him to be doing that at, at that age, he, was he just in that second year at Linfield, just clearly head and shoulders above everyone else and a really special player in the, I guess, in the history of Linfield? Because you don't really see that move made. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the first thing, first thing I would say is watching him when he was up there under twenty ones, um, before when he was still oh, yeah. at Everton on Everton's books, and then he was uh, he went on loan to Falkirk, I believe it was, and it just really didn't work out. I yeah, don't know why. Yeah. Um, but watching him for those under twenty ones, you could tell the kid was fantastic, um, and that it, it was that it was that determination. It was the just as Craig said, "pest" is the exact right word. I mean, he just, if I was a defender playing against him, I'd be putting my hand up, pretending my hamstring was gone within two minutes, like, because I just, no way. Um, he just doesn't doesn't stop a whole game chasing defenders down, chasing down lost calls of a ball, his pace, but not not just that. His t- I mean, his first touch, okay, he misses a chance tonight, but his first touch to go past the oh, defender there, I mean, it's phenomenal. And I'm telling you now, you watch, you watch uh, some of the draws in the lower ends of the Premier League, and I'll tell you what, I'd rather have a striker like like Shane Lavery who's not going to stop running than bloody Christian Benteke or somebody like that there who's, I mean, he's a statue. He may as not, not well not be there. Um, but yeah, he was a class above. for. And the thing about the first season, no, he, he didn't really, he, towards the end of the season, he scored a lot of goals and Linfield ended up winning the league. Um, but you have to remember, that was the COVID season and it, it was stop-start. You know, we'd just come back from England. Then there, then he was playing a few games. The season was called off for two months. Then it was back on. Then it was off. And then it never started again. Um, it, it, it started the season brilliantly in Europe and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, all the COVID stuff really, really seemed to just sort of... I don't know, stagnated a little bit. Um, well, every striker has that dip in form. You look at yeah. like Harry Kane, even Mbappe, you know, this summer. I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing him to, to those two for one <laughs> second. But but you judge. The strikers do have that dip in form. And yeah. once they get over it, they normally hit the heights that they're, they're going to hit for their career. But the thing is, while, while I know, of course, you judge strikers on goals, but the thing is, Shane didn't, didn't maybe have this, the numbers in the first season at Linfield. He still, he still got 20 goals, like, you know, mm-hmm. but he didn't have the, the, the same as the second season numbers-wise, but he was still that pest. He was still creating room for other people by making those runs, by giving tiring defenders out, by giving them no time at all. And, you know, this, this is one thing I'd, I'd say as well is this. I hope this puts the rest, the bollocks that you can't look at the Irish League for a player because, all right, we'd love to have, you know, 23 Premier League players, but we're never going to have 23 Premier League players, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but, you know, determination and work ethic is, is the two first things that you need. And that's the things you'll get from them. And then the ability will come and the ability, you know, so there are players there because, I mean, if you look, if you look, Stuart Dallas was there. Um, Gavin White was there. Shane Lavery was there. Um, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably forgetting somebody else right now. But you know, there, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's you know there's there's players there's players there. They're you know they're they need polish. They need they need maybe a little bit better. But you know you you look at him there and his performance tonight was absolutely superb. I mean, unbelievable. Phenomenal. 
I give him nine out of ten if he'd finished that chance. If I could, if he'd finished that chance at the start, I give him ten out of ten because there's not <laughs> one thing he could have done more. Yeah, I mean, look at look at those defenders; they were shitting themselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're, you're talking a fellow was part time two months ago, and you know, people will say Ice League isn't good enough and all that. But you know, are you telling me that his performance was like that just because he's happens to play about four games for Blackburn? Mm-hmm. He was that player when he was playing the Ice League. I mean, he played against USA, and I thought he was absolutely superb. Then he was an Ice League player then, so. I think what'll be what'll be interesting now in terms of his next steps um is whether whether he can sort of continue this form um for Blackpool going into the, the next international break and and sort of whether whether he ends up being a bit of a streaky striker in his in his first you know his first term over England or whether he can continue this sort of momentum on. And I think like I I think he can continue the momentum. I think I think it's just it's 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 gonna be difficult. It's it's going to be it's a long season for Blackpool in it and and especially that sort of first season back. But if even if he sort of is able to um, emulate what he did at Linfield, where he gets the first season, where there's a lot there's enough things that season where you can hang your hat on and say, well, you know, we've got a real player in his hands, and then he and then he builds on that next season. But like we said earlier, he's 21 years old. There's you know he's he's got a real bright future ahead of him, and and hopefully many more games for us. I think also the more teams watch him and watch the video analysis and get used to him, the more defenders are actually going to think, or teams when they're training in the week are going to have a plan around him. And that's something that all players have to develop. He's a guy who often gets in behind, got in behind six or seven times tonight. He'll come up against opponents who who have watched him and, and push their line back 15, 20 yards. Now, That'll help Northern Ireland in itself, just in, in terms of the overall picture. But that's something that, that all players have to develop. It's like it's like Mo Salah, for example, first season for Liverpool, when he just seemed to always cut inside and hit that shot with that's- the left foot. And then teams kind of got onto it. And then he had to develop his game and he did so. And he scored all sorts of different goals and was able to go both sides. And it's that, that type of thing that, that Lavery will need to develop. But I think he has a hell of a lot to his game. And I, I don't think that's going to deter him at all. And he's got so many years, so many years ahead of him. Just so impressive. I thought he was phenomenal tonight. I think if he if he scored that goal, and it's ridiculous to talk in these terms on the like two days after the anniversary of Healy scoring a hat trick and against Spain and, and a goal against England, but it would be it wouldn't be one of the all time Northern Ireland great strikers performances. But I tell you what, for a top European side, the the hassle he gave those defenders tonight was I haven't seen it certainly for certainly at the very least since since Lafferty was scoring all those goals. So, no, just absolutely phenomenal. I think just the, just the fact of having a different kind of option as well, feels like he's now, you know, he's plan A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know, after that performance, yeah. he's absolutely plan A. Uh, but, you know, the fact that over the past sort of three three years, definitely, it's felt like, you know, throw up, just throw it up to McGuinness or throw it up to Lafferty and, and, see, and hope it sticks and see what happens and get it in the mixer and all of that. And now we've got something different that is a lot more exciting and, um, and, and energetic and, and yet yeah, just adds a bit of energy to, to, to Northern Ireland's all-around play, I think. And when you've, when you've got those two, Washington and Lavery, who can give you that pace in behind, it allows you to concentrate a bit more on defensive solidity. We talked about the shape there, but if you know, you know, I don't mind the long ball as long as it's a Lavery running onto it. I don't want to see McGuinness chasing his own flick-ons. I don't want to see Lafferty chasing his own flick-ons. You know, I want to see a bit of pace in behind, and that's what we saw tonight. I think that's really exciting for us, and I'm glad he stumbled across it, and I think Lavery would have played anyway, but I think if McGuinness was fit in Lithuania, he would have gone McGuinness and Lavery. For me, he has to go for the two wee lads now because that's that's the way forward for us, in my opinion. Craig, I want to touch on on Peacock Farrell because he only has one thing to do all night, really. Um, there's a bit of a dodgy one just afterwards where he nearly drops it into the path of, I think it's Severovic, but it's the it's the penalty save. Now there's two different kind of types of penalty save he's made in in the in this international break. The one in Ethiopia is just a superb save. It's it's going more or less top corner. It's well hit. And it's just an, like an amazingly strong hand. He gets to it tonight. It's a simpler save when you you know look at looking at it from the outside, but when you actually see the replay slow down, Severovic is, is trying to give him the eyes. He's trying to do the Jorginho thing where the keeper moves and Bailey just stands up and uh, and and makes a save. And listen, he's he's won us. You know, people will say he hasn't won us a point in Lithuania, but if that goes two two, we don't know what happens. He's won us a point tonight, and I, I think I said this in the last year. He's won us a, lot, a hell of a lot more points than he he's cost us of his Northern Ireland career, and he's still potentially ten plus years of it to go. Yeah, definitely, and I think I think I'm playing sort of week in week out now on loan. Um, will definitely have benefited. I mean, I think you know if we're going to be on a podcast after Slovakia and 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 talking about the error that he's made, then. 
you know, in these podcasts where he's, where he's saving penalties, even if tonight's one was, you know, one of the poorest penalties you've seen, I think you, you give Peacock Farrell the benefit of the doubt because he saved one at the weekend as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, he, and he saved them all um, in Bosnia as well, I think. And he saved one for Sheffield Wednesday, <laughs> a really good one as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, top corner. Um, and I, I love the fact he's a song as well, Craig, because I feel like he needs the confidence back from the supporters and he can feel the whole cup behind him and he knows we're all behind him and he knows that, you know, he's our number one no matter what happens. Yeah, absolutely. He's... He has. He is sort of our only option, isn't he? Um, and I don't mean that in a. I don't mean that to sort of, you know, deter anything that we're going to say nice about Peacock Farrell because I think he he deserves all the plaudits. Imagine, um, you know, last week when he joins us on international duty, and you tell him you're going to save two penalties over the next week, and you're going to get four points in a friendly win. You know, the everyone would have taken that before a ball would, was kicked, and um, you know, particularly after some of the sort of. Sort of blunders, you could say the 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 near post, um, you know, the moments at near post where you feel as if he he should have done much better throughout his career. You know, I think we've got we've got a, a you know a pretty good goalkeeper there, and um, you know, I have the confidence in him now, and 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 I feel with every game he'll be gaining more confidence, and I think that seems to be a theme throughout all of this Northern side that a lot of them are young. Like, I mean, Billy Co- uh, Peacock Farrell feels as if he's been around for a, a few years now because he has, but he's still a young goalkeeper in in, in terms of being a goalkeeper, and um, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully this season, like like with Laverty at Blackpool. Um, you know, hopefully this season at Sheffield Wednesday he can sort of um find his feet as a as a first team goalkeeper um and, and bring that into the international setup. Yeah, Ben, I'm I'm thinking back to to the March International break where we quite heavily criticized him in the podcast after the Italy game. It seemed that every shot of the near post was going in at, at club level and international level. It was obviously straight off the back of Slovakia, so he didn't exactly have much credit in the bank from what we were thinking, but since then. I mean, Bulgaria at home, all the focus was on how frustrating it was and how we couldn't score goals and how, you know, teams could just pack the the, the five-man defence against us and get away with it. But he makes a really, really good save at the end of that game. In fact, I would say a world-class save when you look back at it, which gets forgotten about because it would have just been such a disaster if we lost it. So he wins the point there. Let's say it goes 2-2 in Lithuania. Um, you know, they could go on and win that 3-2. We were, our heads had absolutely gone at that point, absolutely gone. So we could say he's won us two points there. That's three points and then another point tonight. So Four of the five points we've got in this qualification campaign have been um, not not down to Peacock Farrell, but certainly he's uh, without him uh, and without him doing making world class saves, not saves he should make, world class saves. Um, you know, you would you would have one point, and you know he's the reason that we're we're going to Geneva potentially with with false hope, potentially just you know yeah. with a pipe dream, but with a dream nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll openly admit, and anyone who's heard me in the podcast before, I mean, I've actually, at points last season, was saying, listen, Connor Hazard's playing a little bit for Celtic, so, and, and Peacock Farrell's not playing whatsoever, so why is he why is he playing for us? And, you know, I, I called for, for something to change, um, but one of the big pluses of this international break is it's not just the saves he makes, he looks like a confident goalkeeper. He looks totally different now that he's playing every week, and he's... I know we talk, it's the same thing we said about Ballard. He's grown, and he's grown into that role. You know, one thing I must say, though, Stephen Craigan and uh, Gary Weaver... Oh, don't, it only took you tonight. 35 I mean, minutes to get stuck into Craigan. Here we go. Stephen, no, no, I thought he was all right tonight, but um, but they were talking about that penalty save, and they were talking about uh, Peacock Farrell as if it was Pat Jennings. I mean, it was a very basic penalty save, I must say. Now, don't get me wrong, he has to make it, and, and brilliant. But yeah, he's, he's grown. He's grown into the role. Um, he is benefit no end from playing football, you know, and and the more of our players, it doesn't matter if it's League One, you know. Obviously, would prefer it was higher up. And I must say, when he dropped down from the Premier League, League One, I was thinking, flip, what, you know, could he not have got a championship? Mm-hmm. But he's getting confident, and you know, he's paying off from it, and and I think that helps. You know, we talk about how good the defense was and stuff too. The defense, knowing that the goalkeeper's confident and they can rely on him that wee bit more, you know it's going to benefit them and it's going to benefit the whole team. So, yeah, no, he's, he's a real plus point of the international break. And just on the international break, you know, I can't think of a, an international break as good as this one for a long time for Northern Ireland. When you think of, you know, okay, we should, I'd expect this to be Lithuania, but a comfortable win, 
we'll get we'll get Connor Bradley, who I think we need to touch on. We haven't yet. Yeah. Um, we'll I get mean, him free, some game time. Free, free, free go ahead, yeah. Ben, because that, that yeah. was what I was going to come on to next anyway. Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but no, you're um, And then we get we get the likes of just in Estonia, we get the likes of McCalma gets game time. Um, you know, and and we'll find this partnership with Lavery, and we'll find this partnership with Lavery in Washington. Um, you know, Ken Brown, we, we see that we can rely on if we don't have Johnny Evans, things like that. You know, so this international break has been such a plus point. But yeah, Connor Bradley. I mean, I, I've no, I don't think I've been as excited about Northern Ireland player in a long, long time. I mean, I've heard this stuff about him before. I hadn't seen him, hadn't seen any of them. Um, you know, but he just looks brilliant, and he just, do you know what? You throw him in. What? What is it? I think you said he's nineteen. Is he eighteen? Oh, he's eighteen. Some, yeah, just turned eighteen. 18. Yeah. yeah, he he doesn't. He, he, again, he looks like he belongs. He just he's so confident. He, he he's not afraid to get forward. You know, and you think of all the, you know the thing I think of with modern football is all these defenders now they're so good going forward, but can they defend? But I think we were talking before before the podcast, and like there was a couple of balls to the back post, and he defends them brilliantly. Mm-hmm. And you're talking against Switzerland. I mean, you're talking against world class players. You know. Uh, you know, he stands up against Rodriguez. You know, I mean, he to me, to me, he starts from now on, you know, um, and grows into this role. And, and he's one you talk about people being for Northern Ireland for 10 years, he's one could play in for Northern Ireland for 15 years, you know, and, and it's so exciting. Absolutely, Craig. He, he comes on, the first thing he does is he plays a, a perfectly weighted ball to Dion Charles, who wins us a free kick and, and just gets us 50, 60 yards up the pitch. His next touch, he goes on this mazy run, does a Ronaldo <laughs> chop. He slips. I don't think my heart has ever been so broken in my life because I was just <laughs> waiting for him to ping one into the top ends with his with his left foot. But there were a couple of times where, you know, for example, he was the last man back from a corner when we've pushed everyone forward. And that just shows the the trust we have in him. There were, there were a few times that the Swiss were, were pressing him and he had the ball and I, I got a little bit nervous just because he, he is only 18 and he, he is so inexperienced. It's only what his, his third cap is, I think, we were talking about. But the level of maturity that he played with, and we mentioned this Ben in the in the in the post Estonia uh, podcast, but the progressive passing, he's always looking to go forward. He's got this real pace about him and intent. And Craig, I know you're you absolutely love him, and you, we're, <laughs> we're both Liverpool supporters, and we're so desperate to have a, a Liverpool first team player, or certainly somebody who plays again for the first team from from Northern Ireland. And uh, it's just another one that that's so exciting. Again, I said it. I'm every, the same as every player has come out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same as Ben. I've, uh, I'm I'm more excited about him than than anyone else, really. And um, I wondered, I wondered last week the qualifier why Barakloff had sort of held him back, and and I don't think he was including the squad. But he then obviously he comes in. Oh, did he? he had okay, a knock, yeah. So he comes in at the weekend, and he's and you know he was excellent. You can see there's real purpose about him going forward, isn't there? And there's real it's sort of. He's almost like, and and I and I hate, I hate sort of putting this on him, but he's not going to be listening, so I can say it. But like you can see, he's a bit of an Andy Robertson light um, in terms of you can see why Liverpool like him. Like there were stories coming out three months ago about um, if if uh, Nico Williams left Liverpool, that um, Connor Bradley that they wouldn't sign another uh, right back because they really like Connor Bradley. Now I think that was premature, and I, and, I, and I think that sort of heaped a bit of pressure on him, but it also. You know, tells a real story of how highly he's thought of at Liverpool and the fact that they signed him from Dungannon, um, and within what is it a year, um, a year or so he's 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 in pre-season with the with the with the first team players and you know that's a young lad that spent the summer training with Mo Salah, training with Sadio Mane, trying to deal with them in training, um, and what better sort of education can you can you ask for and. I know there's a, t- a bit of talk around, um, you know, the Republic of Ireland um, being interested in him, and that, I think that's now four caps, if, if I'm right. No, it's um, three. It's three. three. We still need one more technically, but listen, I don't think he wants to go anywhere. You were mentioning no. the before his, his his comments and his post after the multi game where he talked about the, the pride he has in playing for his country, and he comes on tonight and gets such a rising reception, which I thought couldn't be better until he stuck. Ricardo Rodriguez into Rose Ed and he got an even better one. I just love that so much. And uh, listen, I think we've all said he can have a, as, as much time with any of our wives if he stays, like, you know. <laughs> but he's, a, he's, 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 like I said earlier, he's a footballer that like has real sort of attacking uh, purpose about everything he does. And um, I think you mentioned earlier there were times where he was. You know, he was the last sort of footballer to get back, but I think that's the that's because they know that he's he's really dangerous on the counter and um and he and he you know and and and, and I'm not sort of underplaying his, his defensive ability as well because um you know like we 
I can't remember whether we said this in the podcast or before the podcast, but um, you know, there was a there was a, a back post header and he played pre-season games for Liverpool. Um and, and I went to the match at Anfield to watch him and he came on. I mean, it was like a proud dad, to be honest, seeing him yeah. come on. But um it, it was exactly the same kind of performance as what we saw when he came on tonight. It was real well and real sort of exciting going forward, but when when needed and when necessary. You know, he was back at the back post, sort of heading one away. And um, I think this is, I think, you know, we've been worried about, you know, Republic of Ireland, um, you know, taking him and sort of um, luring him in, seducing him a bit. But, you know, this is a footballer that's grown up with with Northern Ireland, you know, at the Euros when he was 12 years old um, and, and qualifying for the Euros when he was 10 or whatever. And, and, and then, you know, obviously the World Cup qualification. You know, this is a footballer that's watched Northern Ireland through times of uh, of real joy, uh, mm-hmm. and and so why wouldn't he be want to want to be part of this setup and coming in to play at Windsor Park tonight with the atmosphere the way it was, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully that sort of, you know, that only sort of grows to and adds to his excitement. But I think, like you said, I think he's I think he's here to stay, and and I'm I'm just so excited about this prospect that we've got and what Liverpool have got as well. You see, you see if you see if you think about it from a Northern Ireland perspective, if he does stay and he's playing, not only have we found ourselves a great, great right back and a great player, think of what it does for the team. And I know Pete will be jumping up and down when I talk about this. You know, you can get Dallas further forward, you can get Dallas into midfield to do that a little bit more because you you've got you've got a right back now, you know. So it's not only you've got that one good player, it's benefiting other players and make, making use out of another of our Premier League players rather than having him at right back when you know he can do so much more. Definitely, and, and even having someone that plays for Liverpool, and I know he, I know he's not playing for the first team at the moment, but you can see a pathway for him. You can see that fullback at Liverpool is 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 your gateway to, to to play for the first team. It's 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 where most sort of uh, young players have been blooded by Jurgen Klopp. But if they're already talking about him in this way when he was seventeen years old, by the way, because he's only turned eighteen in July, if they're talking about him in this in this manner, they they must think really highly of him. And um, and Barclough obviously thinks very highly of him if he's thrown him in tonight. And like, um, you know, like Ben said, you'd, 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 you can sort of see where he just, he plays now. You know, if you know if in, if we get beaten Switzerland, I, I almost want all of these youngsters to be played. I want I want them to get the game time. I want them to um, to grow. 100% um, Yeah, you know, during, during a time where we're not going to qualify anymore, use this as, as a as a platform for them. Use it as experience for the Nations League and for the um and, and for the Euro qualification because that'll come around quick the way COVID and uh, the schedules happened and you know that could headers be... in in June, which just sounds amazing if the draw's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and and look, I'm I I feel sort of reinvigorated by seeing likes Connor Bradley come on. Um, seeing the, the performances of Ballard, seeing the, the performances of Ali McCann as well, I feel sort of re-energized by it all because I just want to watch them again. I want to I want to see how they develop now. I want to speed it up so I can see it tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And and you mentioned the the fact that he's grown up with a, a Northern Ireland that's that's been so successful. I think you mentioned you'd done the maths and and like he was nine when basically Lafferty started scoring all the goals and started the. <laughs> The, the qualification campaign for that but not only that but he's also grown up in a, a lot more of an uh you can never say it totally but a lot more of an apolitical northern Ireland. i think we were discussing before the the podcast and I, I don't want to go into it too much but you know it's very much a generation of, of people on both sides who are just past the nonsense are just absolutely past the nonsense and and, and just want to play football and, and you know they put much more emphasis on the the association that's developed them, who they've grown up with, their mates that they've been playing with, rather than any of this sort of um, political nonsense. And I, I just think that's great. And I've absolutely no worries about him. I really do. I really don't. Not only, I think we mentioned, he would actually have to wait three years from now until he played for the Republic of Ireland anyway. So it's massively detrimental to his his prospects as a footballer. Um, but also, I just don't think he's any interest in it. And, um, you know, you, you see a Northern Ireland team there tonight uh, represented from from absolutely all angles and it's it's just amazing the point we've got to but not the podcast to, to go into that because we've already done about about 45 minutes so um, I think as well just on just last thing on Conor Bradley because I could talk about him all night should we just do a separate podcast on him um, <laughs> I, like the, the the thing about his progression at Liverpool that could be sped up by by the games that he plays for Northern Ireland you know this isn't a two this isn't just a one-way thing and that like we really want Conor Bradley to play this this can benefit him as well as a as a young footballer and and can help you know, it can be a 
it can be it can be something that a European club watches Conor Bradley play against Swiss, you know, play against Rodriguez and play against these Swiss players, and he might be missing a few players tonight. But you know, there's there's a, there's a world in which he he gets to go against Italy further down the campaign or 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 at Switzerland away, mm-hmm. um, and 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 Klopp can be looking at that and thinking, well, there's a footballer that's been able to deal with ex footballer rather than you know. He's impressed us at the under twenty ones at Liverpool, and but we're not quite sure what it'd be like whenever we throw him in at the deep end. Well, you know, you can see him being thrown in at the deep end because he was tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, how the hell does he? How the hell does he get on at Liverpool with Alexander Arnold there? You know, do you, do you not feel like he'd, he'd need to play somewhere else to get regular football? I think the age of him. I think just because he is so young, I don't think there'll be any sort of pressure on him to to. You know, come in and 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 be this footballer that really puts pressure on Trent. I think, I I I think we'll sort of see a world in which Nico Williams leaves Liverpool, and he's you know he's a Welsh international himself. He's you know he's got far more experience. I think if you can see a world in which over the next year or two he leaves, and 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 there's a pathway for Bradley. I just think it's a it's it's not one where you're looking at and I'm thinking he's gonna. You know, he's going to come in and take Trent's place because that's just never going to happen. Mm. That's a generational footballer for Liverpool, but. He can certainly learn from him, and he can, you know, he can be amongst that sort of first team setup and and be defended against Mo Salah and Sadio Mane and getting used to playing these footballers. And then he can can be coming away with Northern Ireland and 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 getting the minutes in in international football against Switzerland or against Italy or whoever. Um, and and I think you'll see. I just think you'll see him grow so quickly with with all that education and that experience. And um, I think that'll be massive for him, but I think it'll be massive for Northern Ireland as well. And it inspires the others. There's a there's a footballer that's. That's, that's playing for Liverpool well listen yeah. like I mean the last thing I say on him is like if he's trained and he's dealt with Shane Lavery all week most Salah will be a piece of piss Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no absolutely I, I'm, I'm so excited about him and um, you know you make a point there Craig just to finish up on Bradley um, you know a lot of people have a, a really favourable idea of going out on loan and going down to League One and League Two and getting booted about the place and becoming a man. And there's a lot to be said for that. There's there's no doubt about it. But also the training he's getting at Liverpool, the training that, that Gilbreth's getting at United and in these academies. And I know they can come very like um only technical footballers and they do need to develop that side of their game, but there is a balance to be had there. And as you say, Bradley playing or training with those players. I'm not sure, I'm sure he's training with the, the 23s throughout the year, but getting away in those tours, maybe a League Cup game if Nico Williams is playing, he's going to make the bench or might even get thrown on for for 10 minutes here or there. It's it's just so exciting for us. I had um had like three more things to talk about, but we're going to be here all night. I don't want it to go over an hour. So I was going to talk about Davis, who I thought was great again. I think we overlook him and we just judge him to the, the standards that he's set. I think he's a shout for man of the match as usual. Uh, Kieran Brown, he came in and did really well. And the referee, he was shocking. I'm not sure how Ricardo Rodriguez doesn't get booked. And he, he just seemed desperate to show that he, he wasn't going to be influenced by the Windsor crowd, which we've we've seen before. And regrettably, there are are too many referees who I think uh, referee narrative rather than the football game. But Ben, give me your your man of the match. So, <laughs> as I was saying beforehand, it was a bit of a shit house and put eight people forward for this because it couldn't narrow it down <laughs> to four and I didn't want to get stick for leaving people out. Um, so I put forward Davis, McCann, Ballard, Brown, Lavery, Peacock, Farrell, Thompson and Washington. Um, I mean, you can go for somebody else, but I think we all know who you're going for. Uh, yeah, I think you know. I think it's Sal- Shane Lavery without <laughs> shadow of a doubt. I saw, here, tell you what, Sal was actually all right. Yeah, he, he did do well. You know? Um, yeah, Shane Lavery was by by far, but you're right, we do overlook Davis. Davis is superb as always. I thought Jordan Thompson deserves a mention. Um, the one, the one other one that I would mention, I'm sorry, I've been quick. Um, uh, is um, came off the bench and his nice. name's could be, yes, sorry, I don't know why, but his name escaped me there. Uh, Charles, I thought was was brilliant and 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 also at the weekend has proved that he can be relied on at this level and you know might be playing League One, but he certainly Shocked didn't look out of place him. either. Shocked, he subbed him on. Couldn't yeah, I was I was waiting for Lafferty. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, Craig. Who's your man of the match? Yes, yeah, Lafferty as well. Um, he just he's just such a he's he's such a different sort of um, proposition to what we've you know what we've we've had up front and 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 we can only see it we can only see a world in which he gets better and better. Um, and as he continues to sort of play for Blackpool and sort of score for Blackpool. I think Norland will benefit from that massively. So, for him to be able to make the step up in the way that he has, and and for us to for us to see him put that performance in for Norland, I think is massive and a massive for him because it's that idea of belonging for him now that you know he'll look at that performance tonight and be able to say, I, I'm a footballer that belongs at the international level. Seem to be said for a lot of those young players. So, um, yeah, Lavery. 
Yeah, it's funny actually. It was the the four that went through to the final. I say went through to the final. Nobody, no, literally nobody's arsed about this. But Lavery, Peacock, <laughs> Farrell, um, Brown, and Ballard. Um, now Brown got fifteen percent, Ballard got twenty two percent, Lavery got twenty seven percent, and Peacock, Farrell came out on top with a thirty six percent, which is interesting because in the semi final, Lavery and Peacock, Farrell were in the same one, and Lavery got sixty one percent, and Peacock, Farrell got thirty nine percent. So answer me that. I mean, say what you like about the first past the post system, the voting transfers in Northern Ireland. It lends itself to voter fraud, but it's it's Don Shane Lavery out of the man of the match there that he's, uh, as I say, he's not even slightly arsed about. Let well, me this is my through... last episode on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let me run through some column, uh, comments dead quickly because they always say I'm going to do it and they always forget. Uh, on the Facebook, Emma Madeline says, felt we deserved the win. Got it. Shane Lavery, Peacock Farrell, both fantastic and great to see so many younger players involved and not looking out of place. Atmosphere was incredible. Um, let's go for Wayne Lewis I've given Jordan Thompson lots of stick until now but he was neat and tidy tonight, fair play back three runs extremely solid and Peacock Farrell continues to grow in stature battling performance deserved a point to set up a cup final in Geneva um, behind the black ball now which is a reference to a really cringeworthy preview I wrote before the game where I, I did a big analogy to snooker but it's for another podcast uh, Richard McGall says Played some nice football at times. Lavery superb. McCann had a good game. We didn't create enough in the final third against an average defence. Not sure I completely agree with that, but fair enough. Uh, Chris Hall, ref, was shocking. Let's go over the Twitter and see if I can find it uh, dead quickly. As I say, there's there's so many players that I, that I wanted to talk about there, but I just can't go on for forever. Um, lovely segue. Bought myself loads of time there to get the Twitter up. So uh, let's go for Ewan Glass. Uh, best team performance under Barraclough. Completely agree. Possibly possibly longer than that. Uh, only thing missing was a goal. Davis, brackets obviously, and McCann immense, as were all the centre-backs. Do we have enough to beat them away? He asks. This team's heading in the right direction anyway. Um, Peter McNeil says, don't get Kieran Brown long throws. Was he picking out the Swiss first man every time? Oh, it wasn't as bad as Michael Smith's one in the first half, but again, we'll not get into that. Uh, 90s inspired really cool Northern Irish company get on that uh, did a competition before the game uh, really really good stuff on there it says Lavery, Ballard, Peacock, Farrell and Bradley all looked really good their age is very encouraging the future is bright uh, we'll do one more uh, Bill Donald we will definitely get a penalty in Switzerland so it seems like an, a, a nice place to leave it. But uh, yeah, really enjoyed that guys some super insight there and uh, just nice to talk positively about Northern Ireland for an entire international break, really. Two win, two away wins. When do we ever see that? And a, and a draw at home to a, to a European giant. And albeit it might, uh, albeit it might, realistically, leave the group a little bit too difficult for us to qualify for. It at least leaves us going to Geneva, uh, dreaming of a win and dreaming of going to Qatar in the winter, which I'm not sure if anyone's going to be able to make. But uh, We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Thank you very much to Ben Harshaw. Thank you very much to Craig Cannon. That's been your post-match show.